Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Wednesday night from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Since 1983, Two Rivers Ford has been delivering you exceptional customer service and quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook promo code A2Z Sports gets you in on all the action in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Just uh, slide on in there. You can start betting on baseball, NFL, college football, everything in between, simply using that promo code A2Z Sports. If you need your dream address without the stress, if you need to sell your home for more, there's nobody that you trust more than the Gary Ashton team. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage is where you go at GaryAshton.com. And of course, if you are looking to be in your comfort zone as the seasons begin to change, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical, the best in the business at Brymac.com. So uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about with regards to injury tonight. Now, I know that's not everybody's favorite thing, but it's a worthy discussion given it's the first injury report of this week against the Jags. The Jags, excuse me, the Titans, of course, will travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Fighting Urban Myers, on Sunday later this week. It'll be their second opportunity to get a win over a divisional opponent, something that they may desperately need as they try to make a push for the playoffs. And considering that Kansas City, well, Buffalo, and then Kansas City on a short week lie ahead for them, this is something that is critical for them to build upon. So the question that I have for you guys, and we'll go through the injury report together, over the course of tonight's show, the Two Rivers Ford take that I want to start with is this. What was the biggest surprise? Oh, I'm scared I'm going to sneeze on camera. I'm not excited about this. I can feel it coming. I wish that it would just happen. Instead of sitting on the front of my face like that, it's probably going to happen at a completely inopportune time. But regardless, while we await the sneeze, potentially, your Two Rivers Ford take here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. What was the biggest surprise from the injury report that you saw today. We'll go through all of the names on the injury report. We'll talk about it at length together here on A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. We're looking forward to doing that with you over the course of tonight's show, even if you're not excited to take a look at injury report, which is what Ronnie Sneed says. He says, I don't want to see that damn report again. Well, I won't show it to you. Instead, I'll read it to you, Ronnie, because it is quite lengthy and there are quite a few names of note on that list. So what surprises you the most on that injury report? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Before we go through it together, I will tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet. TwoRiversFord.com is where you can start your search for any number of incredible Ford vehicles. They have the 2021 Ford Bronco. Both the uh, both the sport mode and the new edition of the Bronco, and many different editions of the Bronco that are available for you to browse. They have the 2021 F-150. They have the electric Mustang Mach-E. They even have the 2022 Ford Maverick, which I saw for the first time on the lot today. The Maverick is going to be one of your guys' favorite vehicles, I'm quite certain. So give it a test drive. Try it out at Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, or online at tworiversford.com. So let me know in the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, which uh, or what most surprised you about this injury report today. Um, 
what's up? Dom says, thanks for taking my call on your radio show Monday. If we keep losing, I think my tone will change the next time I call in. Well, Dom, you got to let me know that you're my primetime guy as well, because I know that there's uh, there's some of you that listen to the radio show and also watch the primetime show, but it's always cool when we get a little bit of a little bit of crossover, and that makes me very happy to hear. So I'm sorry that I didn't recognize it, Dom. Uh, Ronnie Sneed says he's got to call into the show one day. Yeah, make make my day. Lucas, well, Lucas is not never happy to field calls. Lucas hates fielding calls, um, but he I love taking calls. So anytime you want to give me a call, uh, you are more than welcome to do so from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Uh, Theron says, surprise, we didn't get Stephon Gilmore. I mean, I'm not. You know, there's, <clears throat> it sounded like, and Stefan Gilmore obviously was the biggest news of the day. And since we're so far removed from it, I think it happened, you know, right around the noon hour. Um, today, Stefan Gilmore gets traded to the Carolina Panthers from the New England Patriots for six-round pick. I know Austin and Zach talked about it this morning. But, you know, what, what more is there to be said at this point? You're not getting him. He's going to play for Carolina. Carolina's low-key nasty this year. I really have enjoyed watching the Panthers play, and I think their defense is one of the most fun, the most fast, the most physical in the NFL. But in the absence of Stephon Gilmore, uh, what else is uh, what else uh, surprises you? Evan White says, can't believe I missed a good old-fashioned berating last night. Yeah, I got a piece of a couple people. Um, and, you know, I probably should handle myself better. I should probably have a little more Self-control, but stuff like that pisses me off. And we don't have to relitigate it because until Urban Meyer does something disgusting again, I don't need to talk about Urban Meyer. Namaste. Um, uh, uh, I got a paper cut today, says Robert White Stewart. I should be on the Titans injury report. So yeah, let's go through the injury report, shall we? Um, from the Tennessee Titans earlier today. So at this point, there are 21 players, <laughs> 21 players, um, guys who were hurt, Previously, guys who didn't play against the Jets, guys who got hurt against the Jets. And by the way, that does not account for 13, at my count, 13 other players who are already on injured reserve or designated to return. So at this point, let's go through the list, shall we? This is without the injured reserve players. Aaron Brewer, Jayon Brown, Tommy Hudson, Julio Jones, Brett Kern, Taylor Lewan, Racy McMath, Nick Westbrook, Akina. Eight players who did not practice at all today. So those eight, no practice at all. Limited were Danico Autry, Kari Blossingame, A.J. Brown, which means at least he's doing something. That's exciting to see, as was Bud Dupree. You have Rashawn Evans, Sharif Finch, who apparently somehow got concussed or was in the concussion protocol at some point. He was a limited participant. Uh, you have Chris Jackson. Ben Jones, Jeremy McNichols, Roger Saffold, Jeffrey Simmons, and Caleb Farley, Tier Tart. Now, those last two, Farley and Tart, were full participants today. So maybe that makes you feel slightly better. What surprises you most about this list? Eight who did not practice, 21 in total, and that makes in uh in its entirety 34 players, either on the injury report or on injured reserve or designated to return and not yet fully activated to the roster. What surprises you about this list? Dom says he thinks he saw his name on the injury report. 
Uh, Michael Jones apologizes for yesterday. Michael was somebody who we had words with, and that's fine. He was drinking. That's okay, Michael. Just, you know, uh, moderation is the key, as uh, as my stepdad. I think that's, that's what my parents named their boat. <laughs> moderation. Moderation is the key. So, you know, all good here, Michael. Just, you know, a little, little better restraint next time is what I'll say for you. Uh, Ronnie Sneed says he guesses that Bud Dupree being limited is a surprise. Well, in what sense, Ronnie? Because are you surprised that he's limited or surprised that he's practicing at all or surprised that he's not full go? Because I think all are uh, all are worthy, interesting discussion points. Um, talk about how much longer Tannehill... Hang on, I lost the comment. I want to scroll back up and find it. Talk about how much longer Tannehill can take those hits without a change. And we'll get to that at the end of the show, Dylan, um, as you clearly see Tannehill passing problems listed there. Uh, Farley being a full participant, according to Brock Kraft, is a surprise. A.J. Brown is back, too, says Chris Frazier. Yes, that's correct. Evan White says, I don't care about injuries. If we lose to Jacksonville with what they have going on, Vrabel shouldn't get on the plane. So, um, before I tell you my surprise, or what most surprised me, about this injury report, um, here's the thing, all right? Like, I'm not making excuses for Mike because Mike needs to do better. They all need to do better. The offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, the special teams coach, the outside linebackers coach, the defensive assistants, Jim Schwartz needs to do better because right now, this is not a very good football team. Now, also in consideration when discussing a football team that doesn't look great right now, 34 guys. 21 on the injury report, 13 who are either on injured reserve currently or have been activated, or excuse me, have not yet been activated but are returning to practice. 34 dudes. So when when you talk about more than half of your football team who is currently experiencing some kind of physical ailment, you would say, all right, Mike needs to do better, but also, I mean, damn, they're in a really bad spot early on in the year, and they really, really, really need to get a win this weekend. I don't like to do the must-win things. I think those are stupid. I think it's a waste of time, but this is an AFC South game. The division is bad, and you need to be able to capitalize on those wins because I don't know I don't know what else on your schedule is going to help you get to the playoffs because it sure as hell isn't going to be Buffalo, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Los Angeles Rams, you're at Indy before you go to Los Angeles for Sunday Night Football. And if this team is to have a shot in hell, they need to make sure that they're capitalizing on those divisional wins. So Jacksonville, for, for the first time in a long time, is absolutely a must-win critical game. So what I would say to you is what surprises you the most? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what surprises me. Here in just a second, right after I remind you quickly about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. We'll read more of your comments as well. DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top-rated sportsbook app. It's also an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They've got a Week 5 offer for every football fan that you absolutely need to jump on. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win 100 bucks in free bets if either team scores a point. That's all you have to do is have the team that you bet on, either team that you bet on, score a point. That's all it takes to get 100 bucks in free bets. The last time there was a 0-0 tie in the NFL, 1943. 
So I'd say this is as close to a no-brainer as it gets. DraftKings customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays, which you can find out more about in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So go ahead and download it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2ZSports that you see directly behind me and also in front of me. Uh, and bet $1 on any NFL game. Win $100 in free bets if either team scores. Just a single point. That's promo code A to C Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee to bet. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, what most surprises you about this injury report? Well, what, what surprises me, or what is a pleasant surprise perhaps, is uh, is Caleb Farley being a full participant. Caleb Farley, who has not practiced in quite some time, who they desperately need to practice because they appear to have some issues uh, in the secondary right now as far as communication. Now, listen, I don't know if Caleb Farley makes them better if he's inserted into the lineup right away. They clearly think that he's not ready to play at this point, not even from a not even from a physical ability, but just from a, you know, understanding how to play the position at this level. I think that they are they are kind of not concerned, but they're just he's not in their estimation ready to go. And this lack of practice time will have set him back considerably. He needs to be out there on the field. He needs to be playing. Um and they need him because their passing defense is not very good right now. They're getting more sacks than they did a year ago, but they're giving up explosive plays in crazy amounts. Nine plays of 30-plus yards or more through only four games. They're getting gashed regularly, and it's through the air, not even on the ground. So uh, Danny says he's called in several times. He's had a great experience. Well, I'd love to hear that. Um, uh we don't need Gilmore for $15 million per year, says MB. Well, MB, then you weren't paying attention to what happened today because the Panthers didn't pay Stephon Gilmore $15 million a year. In fact, all they paid for Stephon Gilmore was a sixth-round pick, and they absorbed $6 million. You had $6 million to spend for an all-pro corner. You have a sixth-round pick that I imagine you would be willing to give up. Um, so you're wrong, first and foremost. Now, he wants $15 million. And I assume that he will pursue a $15 million a year contract in future negotiations with his current team, but that's not what it's going to cost the Panthers. All the Panthers have to pay is $6 million and a six-round pick. And I think just about everybody could do that, especially given that the Titans restructured Julio Jones' contract not but a month ago, maybe a little less than a month ago. Um, Lonzo says, do you expect AJ Brown to be not, or to not be injured all year again, every week? He is week to week for his whole career. Well, I don't know if that's entirely true. Every week he is week to week, but yeah, I mean, he's not in a great spot right now. And this is kind of the, this is kind of the, the thing that you worry about, right? Where you get Marcus Mariota a little bit. Now, you know that AJ Brown's a great player, um, when he's healthy, but you also don't want to get stuck in this kind of cycle of, hey, we need this guy to go. We don't know whether his long-term sustainability is going to be a problem or not. And so why don't, you know, you're just having to continue this evaluation cycle because he can't get on the field and prove you right or wrong either way, right? It's what Miami went through with Tannehill. It's why nobody in the league wanted Ryan Tannehill. They ended up the backup to Marcus Mariota. Think how crazy that sounds. 
right now. Uh, Jeff Sawyer, um, or excuse me, Brad Lipford says half the team on the injury report. Yeah, it's quite a lot. Uh, more than half when you consider the injured reserve players. Uh, do we have uh, do we have that many injuries, or are they quitting on the coaches? Said Gene Gray. Well, that's that's a bit of a ridiculous leap to make, Gene. No, I don't think they're quitting on the coaches. I think that's a bit dramatic. Let's not do conspiracy theory sports talk tonight, shall we? Um, Valentino says that the Titans are just bad on observations. What do you mean bad on observations? You mean that they you are observing that they're bad, or you mean that they're uh, you mean that they are that the Titans staff is bad at evaluating injuries? Uh, Valentino, you may need to be just a tiny bit more specific for me so that I can continue uh, to do the analysis or try and keep up with the analysis as best I can. Uh, Jason Cooper says, does this mean Robinson is comfortable with our defensive backs or does he know we have no chance at a Super Bowl, so don't waste picks? No, it, it's probably neither. Listen, 30, I bet there was 30, and I don't know this for a fact, but there, I know the Titans, I know the Titans sniffed around. That much I know. Because everybody sniffed around. Literally everybody. It's an all-pro corner who came available in October for pennies. A six-round pick means nothing. Six million dollars means nothing. You can find six million dollars in your couch if you have to. So it's neither of those things. They inquired. He wanted to go to Carolina. He's from Rock Hill, South Carolina. They have a bunch of talented corners. They have an incredible defense. Matt Rule is one of the best young coaches right now, and they have Sam Darnold playing lights out. Carolina, listen, they play in a a division with Tampa Bay, but Atlanta's down. New Orleans is meh. Uh, Brady can only, we think that Brady can only play for so long, but we will see. Carolina's as good a spot as any right now in the NFL. They just took their first loss to a pretty good Cowboys team on Sunday. Carolina, I mean, I would say that Carolina is a better spot to compete right now than Tennessee. I don't think that's a crazy assessment. Um, and if he hadn't have gone to Carolina, well, then why shouldn't he have gone to the Kansas City Chiefs? They need corner help. They're a better football team right now, even if their defense stinks. Um, why wouldn't he have gone to Tampa Bay? Because clearly contracts mean nothing in Tampa Bay or New Orleans, frankly, because the way that you can figure out how to make math work for you with voidable years on existing contracts. Tampa Bay is a better team than the Tennessee Titans right now. Mark Jones screams at me in all caps, Henry is better than McCaffrey. Yeah. But that's one player. Like, Derrick Henry is the only thing that the Titans, I mean, Ryan Tannehill's, Ryan Tannehill's uh, a big help. And Christian Fulton, when he's healthy, is a great player or a good player. He may be a great player. We'll see. I really like Jeffrey Simmons. I think Harold Landry's playing out of his mind, but he's in a contract year. That's not sustainable. Danico Autry, I think, is playing really well, but he's on the injury report. He's dealing with a hip issue, and hips are concerning to me. So, yeah, you can scream at me that Henry is a better running back than McCaffrey. Yeah, that's, I mean, he's he's a better all-around player than, uh, or excuse me, Derek is a better pure running back, but also McCaffrey gives you things that Derek Henry does not um, in total. You can do a lot more with McCaffrey more comfortably than you can with Derek Henry. Now, Derek Henry is the best at what he does, so maybe that doesn't matter to you. But to scream at me saying, Henry is better than McCaffrey, and that completely invalidates the argument, or it's not even an argument that I'm making. I'm just giving you straight up facts. There are three teams that I've just named, one of whom Stefan Gilmore went to, that are in a better position to compete than you are right now. Uh, did I not just read you the entire roster? Huh. 
half of which, more than half of which, if you consider injured reserve players, more than half of which is dealing with some injury in some way, shape, or form right now, you're not in a good spot. And this would not mean it would make sense fit-wise. I think Gilmore would play very well in this defense. I think Gilmore would play very well in just about any defense. He's an incredible player. He's an all-pro caliber corner. And all it took to get him was a six-round pick. But also, he, it seems, like he wanted to go to Carolina. And good for him because it's a good spot. Uh, Tyreka says, man, go down to Jackson, lose by 30 so we can hire a real defensive coordinator. I love Tyreka's man. He always cracks me up. Uh, Buck, Jojo says, Buck, the negativity. Let's talk about how Henry's stats are better than last year. Uh, yeah, Jojo, but I listen, I'm not being negative. It's not negativity. It's reality. Like, Jojo, let's not be one of these people that buries their head in the sand because um, because there's bad things happening and you don't have an answer for them. I don't necessarily have an answer for them. The team doesn't seem to have an answer for them. doesn't mean that they aren't capable of winning. In fact, I think they still should be favored going down to Jacksonville this weekend, even though I wouldn't sleep on the Jags because Trevor Lawrence looked pretty good. Um, but, yeah, Henry's stats are better than they are last year, and that's all well and good. You're still 2-2, two and two, and you looked that, – that doesn't do you anything. It wasn't good enough to help you get a win – against uh against the New York Jets who to that point had been winless. So, I appreciate, you know, you wanting to look at the positive spin, but the positive spin isn't necessarily grounded in reality. Right now, we're trying to talk about reality. And the reality is that the Titans are in a very very perilous position if they don't handle business against Jacksonville. It's okay right now. If they lose to the Jags, you can go panic mode. Um <laughs> Ben is chirping at Mark saying that all caps doesn't make your point uh, any more than caps does. No, Ben, but to be honest, it helps. It does help me notice. <laughs> I do notice the ones in all caps more. Uh, and then they end up most of the time not being worth it. So, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, Derek Henry needs to become a Titans trainer, says Ruben. Yeah, perhaps. What most surprised you about the situation with the Titans injury report? Um, what surprises me and what was a pleasant surprise if you're a Titans fan is that Caleb Farley was a full participant. Um, but it also is fair to be concerned about this particular situation for Tennessee right now because they are teetering with 21 players currently on the injury report and a lot of them uh, playing meaningful roles. These aren't scrubs that we're talking about. Um, who is the next man up, says Danny? We are being stretched pretty thin. That's the problem. You're on to the next man up. You're uh, you're on to the next man up. Joey Watts says, Buck, you look stressed. You need a cigarette with the way your hair looks. One, no, we don't smoke cigarettes. Cigarettes are bad for you. Um, my hair is getting a little poofy. It's about time to visit my barber. Um, I would have done it. Yeah, it looks like it does look like I've been electrocuted. I got, maybe it's because I'm wa- I, I watched the Sopranos movie on HBO and then I started Goodfellas last night because I'm not watching enough uh, mob mob movies and mob television right now. So maybe that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to go full. Uh, I'm trying to go full sill from uh, from the Sopranos. Uh, just when they just, what's the line? Just when they pull me back out, or just when I thought I got out, they pull me back in. It's it's great, by the way. Go check it out uh, if you uh, if you're a, a Sopranos fan. I really really enjoyed the uh, I really really enjoyed the Sopranos movie. Many Saints of Oh Jojo didn't like it. Many Saints of Newark was so disappointing. I re- I thought it was pretty uh, I thought it was pretty well done, Jojo. But you know maybe we have different standards. At this point, uh, let's move. Got that Jimmy Neutron. That's right. Little Jimmy Neutron rocking. Um, let's move on and let's talk about the next man up because I uh, I reported an injury situation with Jayon Brown. 
And also that even without the injury situation, it seemed like Jayon Brown has lost his starting spot moving forward. He's going to play in a rotational situation. It seems like if he's healthy, but he's sustained another injury. And I'll tell you what that is if you didn't read my article at azsports.com. And if you haven't read my article at azsports.com, you probably should because I'm trying to fill you guys in on what's happening with your team, not just now, but moving forward because there are bigger implications down the line. So the question that I have for you guys is, what is the Titans' best combination of inside linebackers? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together here on A to Z Sports Primetime. What is the Titans' best combination of inside linebackers? So for reference, you've got uh, Rashawn Evans, you've got David Long, you've got Jayon Brown, you've got Monty Rice. Now, uh, Jayon also on the injury report, and I'll tell you what's going on with him here in just a second. Um, but why aren't you watching Dodgers cards, says Tony. Well, what do you mean? I'm watching Dodgers cards. Listen, I have a, this, they, Austin and Zach built me a studio in my house like two and a half years ago. So, and this is now my office and my office, you know, I don't know that anybody cares what my office looks like, but I got about, I got a 55 inch TV right in front of me with Dodgers and cards. The cards are up one to nothing right now. It's the top of the fourth. There's one on and two outs. With uh, and the O2 pitch is coming up from Max Scherzer. So, uh, listen, I'm totally capable of multitasking, Tony. While you're trying to, while you're trying to narc on me for not watching sports, I'm watching sports, talking to you, and talking about different sports, and reporting on your favorite football team. Who does it better than us, baby? Nobody. Come on, keep it moving. Um, what's the best combination of Titans linebackers right now? While you guys let me know, I will tell you about our friends. At the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. GaryAshton.com is where you go to sell your home for more if you are in the market to do so. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the best in the business at GaryAshton.com. They'll allow you to uh, win the buyer battle. They'll help you win the buyer, buyer battle, in fact, and make sure that you capitalize on your real estate investment. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So, what's the Titans' best combination of linebackers right now? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, let's see. Bobby Dingman says he had a couple of good seasons. Now he's a slow backup linebacker who struggles in run support coverage. I assume Bobby's talking about Jayon, and I don't think that's necessarily a full-on fair assessment, but you know, what are you going to do? Um, we, uh, we lose to a lot of shitty teams new to football says Rip Berrigan. I don't know if Rip's talking to me or not. Eric Torres says Jayon and long are the best combination. Um, Titans players need to drink pickle juice before games. It's freaking awesome. No more hammy pulses. Ruben. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, that doesn't necessarily sound like a, a medical solution. Stephen King says long and Brown. Jackie Holbert agrees. So does Ronnie Sneed, uh, Daron or Theron rather says long. And Evans, Dom chimes in that Evans is a liability in coverage. So, you know, Jayon has been on and off the injury report. And so I wrote this article up at a to zsports.com, and you can get more details there, but we'll share some of them with you. Uh, so Jayon has slowly lost his starting role. Now he's playing a little bit or was in the last two games in a reserve role, but David Long after Jayon Brown started the season as the starting inside linebacker alongside Rashawn Evans, 
Um, Jayon Brown was uh, dealing with hamstring injuries heading into week two into Seattle. Uh, he was ruled out, I think, the Saturday before the game in Seattle. David Long played all of the snaps, or almost all of the snaps, uh, 92.5. No, that, excuse me. Jayon Brown played 92.5% of the defensive snaps in week one for the Titans. So David Long goes in because uh, now because Brown was out for the Seattle game. Brown, or excuse me, Long played 51 snaps, which was 98.1% of the snaps. He also played uh, 57 defensive snaps, all 57 defensive snaps, so 100% of the defensive snaps against the Colts in week three. Jayon Brown, who was a uh, who was a full participant on the Friday before the Colts game, he played only nine defensive snaps. Then, this past Sunday against the Jets, 98.3% of the snaps for David Long, 19 snaps for Jayon Brown, who was a full participant all week long, 31.7% of those defensive snaps. Jayon Brown was in the game. So they've they've seen what they like. In Long, they're going with the hot hand. David Long's playing pretty good football right now. And Mike Vrabel has opted to move forward with him. And so I wasn't able to attend the press conference today, but I texted our buddy Teron Davidport at ESPN. And I said, hey, TD, could you ask Vrabel about David Long for me? Because I think I'm going to write about this and report on what exactly Jayon Brown's injury is, which I'll share with you here in just a second. But here was Mike Vrabel on David Long and his opportunity to start with David Long, what are some of the things that he's done just to kind of see this gradual increase to where he's basically like kind of like a starter now? Well, I mean, David is, you know, I mean, he'll I would imagine that if he's healthy and ready to up for the game, he'll he'll start. Um, he's he's played well, he's played fast, and um, you know, we, we feel like we have a few guys in there that can can rotate, and we got to continue to rotate them, find some roles for them. And uh, keep them fresh and, and try to continue to get some production and playmaking ability. David triggers on the football and, and he plays plays fast and, and plays hard. So that's Mike Vrabel talking about a rotational role, and that's what they were doing. Uh, that's what they were doing with Jalen. But, you know, the vast majority, the bulk of the snaps go to David Long now because they favor David Long at this point. So it tells you what you need to know about Jayon's future here in Tennessee. Now, it doesn't. It doesn't help Jayon that, and I, I reported this, he has an MCL sprain because it was an injury to his hamstring that had him on the injury report for Seattle and Indianapolis, and then even as a full participant before New York. But now, as of Wednesday, he is one of the 21 on the injury report today, and today he did not practice with a knee injury, which, as I reported, is an MCL sprain. So, at this point, um, it's David Long and Rashawn Evans, according to the coaching staff, and Jayon Brown, if he's available, in a limited capacity. Uh, the plan was always to replace Brown with Long when he dislocated his elbow last season. Yeah, but Ben, it, now it's justified. Now, it, I mean, David Long's playing well, and Rashawn Evans is playing better. I don't think he's good enough. I think he can be better. I don't think he's going to be here next year. But I do think that he will that he will uh, that he's good enough to stay on the field right now. And, and John Robinson, who made him a first round pick, uh, would like him to stay on the field right now because they need him uh, to stay on the field right now because he's a first round pick. And you can't have yet another one of the first round picks go up and smoke 
like the last couple have. Um, Shane Bowen just needs to be fired. ASAP says Ducky on YouTube. Too much talent on defense for us to be this shit. Uh, I mean, I disagree right now, Ducky. I went through the 21 names on the injury report, and a lot of them are on defense. So, you know, I mean, I'm not. Now, what makes you feel good is that Christian Fulton's not on the injury report. Christian Fulton, who limped out of that game against New York several times, um, seems to be in good shape, which is a comforting situation if you are a Titans fan at this point because he's your best corner and you need to hold on to him. Uh, Mr. Shuckle says he likes Bowen. I think that you can kind of, I think that you can kind of, uh, I think that you can kind of, you know, be undecided on Bowen. You don't have to like him. You don't have to love him. Um, but you can kind of, you know, you can get kind of keep an eye on it. But the explosive plays, they have to stop. Uh, let's see. Evan's playing the wrong position. He should be playing outside linebacker, says Randy, uh, Randy rather. And uh, Randy, you know, I, I mean, they're playing him inside linebacker. He plays some. He rushes from a couple different spots. He doesn't have to be an outside linebacker rush, so I don't think you should make that big a deal out of that. Uh, JoJo says, Buck, you missed my comments weeks ago applauding your growth. I've watched you grow to become one of our favorite Titans reporters while remaining impartial. Well, thank you, JoJo. I appreciate that. Uh, And it's cool to be able to, you know, go through all these, you know, these last couple of years with you guys. So very kind of you to say. Um, Mark Dalton says, I think their egos are the only thing really hurting. Uh, I mean, yeah, probably. They just lost to the Jets. Um, but no, I, th- I mean, their bodies are physically breaking. <laughs> Mark, this is, uh, you know, they don't they don't put 21 guys on the injury report with bruised egos. They need those dudes to practice. Um, and eight of them didn't practice today. Uh, the rest of them were limited. Well, and two were full, rather. So two were full. The rest were limited. And you would like for the Titans to be able to to field a competitive football team. So you can, you know, make fun of their bruised egos or their bruised pride, but also, you know, you should be rooting for them to get back out of the field if you care about fielding a competitive football team at all this season because they were competitive on Sunday, but it was against the Jets. And the Jets are not that good of a football team. They're good. They're, they may be great on defense. Uh, they played really, really great defensive football. But... I don't think that Zach Wilson is as good as you made him look on Sunday. So let's move on and let's talk about, speaking of issues, let's talk about the passing issues, the passing game issues with Ryan Tannehill, the offensive line, and with a depleted wide receiver core, more of whom, by the way, popped up on the injury report, Nick Westbrook-Akina not having practiced today with a hamstring. You guessed it. So I'm going to ask you the question here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. What part of the Titans passing game most pissed you off against the New York Jets? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We'll talk about it together over the course of this show. What part of the Titans passing game most pissed you off against the Jets here on A to Z Sports primetime over the course of of this evening um they will be mark is screaming again in all caps uh they will be playing there the wrong there mark you spelled there incorrectly but you know we'll go ahead and forgive your grammar actually no we won't forgive your grammatical issues mark if you're going to be loud if you're going to be obnoxious if you're going to type in all caps then you at least have to get your spelling right because that is something that irritates me um and we will stop reading your all caps comments if you do not get your spelling right if you cannot uh, if you want to be loud, you can be loud, but you can't be loud and wrong um, because that is, you know, then we'll just make fun of you. 
Uh, Mark Jones says they will be playing their best as the season progresses, building up to be rolling into the playoffs uh, without our two best wide receivers. So that's all well and good. Uh, Mark Jones says, go buck yourself. Well, you know, I'm maybe, but you might need to, to kind of ease off a little bit. What pisses you off the most about the passing game at this point? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We will discuss at length together right after I tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. You won't be pissed if you call Brymac Mechanical, if you visit Brymac.com, because they promise, literally promise, your satisfaction on all your HVAC needs. The best in the business is Brymac Mechanical. Three locations in Tennessee and in Kentucky. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. So, what pisses you off most about the passing game, if you would be so kind? Uh, we are in trouble, says Nicholas Rogers on Facebook. I mean, listen, uh, you you need to get better, for sure. Um, wide receivers not getting open, says Karen O'Keefe. Yeah, that was certainly an issue on Sunday. Receivers, as Joe, 4623 points out, unable to win on one one-on-one coverage. Ryan Ellis says it's the protection for him. Tannehill only getting two seconds of protection. Um, not enough screen plays to Henry, says Eddie Cardona. Well, that, listen, they were hitting big ones. Do you know that Jeremy McNichols, who's on the radio show by tomorrow, and I really think you're going to enjoy the conversation that we're going to have with Jeremy. Um, Jeremy will be at 11.15 Central Time, or, you know, if you can't listen to it live, you can check out the podcast, The Buck Rising Show, in your favorite podcast app. Um, so they were hitting a bunch of them to McNichols, right? And Derrick Henry is like second. I mean, I think Derrick Henry is second in the team on reception. So it's not like they're not pat- they're not using Derrick to move the ball. In fact, that's basically their most effective play is McNichols and Henry in the passing game because they're not getting explosive plays on offense. They they look they look constipated as a team. It reminds me very much of Marcus Mariota um, when the teams don't fear the threat of the passing game and you're having to check down and you're having to run the ball for two and three yards at a time. And it just, it's not a good way to capitalize. You need explosive plays and you're not scoring in the red zone like you normally do. Um, so the screenplays are there. In fact, they're more there than they were certainly in the last year. Um, and both to Henry and McNichols, um, I think McNichols should stay the backup running back. Even when Evans comes back, says Shuckle, uh, it potentially we'll see how much I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take about that right out right now. Darrington Evans just doesn't have the kind of experience, um, that Jeremy McNichols does. And I don't think they want to rock the boat because the things with McNichols, work well uh we can't pass protect on obvious passing downs says ben hall yeah that's that's a big part of the problem um and something that something that i would like to point out to people because i there were a couple of clips where the protection was horrific horrific and there were a couple of clips where ryan Tannehill is holding the ball because the receivers can't get separation but greg cosell and i went through ryan Tannehill's game on sunday and listen, I'm as staunch a Ryan Tannehill defender as you'll find. I think that he has been the saving grace of this football team. I think he and Derrick Henry are the only reasons that they were even in it on Sunday uh, without uh, a few, uh, just without much help in the second half and in overtime on defense. But Cosell and I went through the Titans passing game. And what we found is the protection was bad. The receivers weren't separating, but also 
Tannehill was missing some opportunities. One other point I'd make, there were obviously seven sacks. Five of them came on third down. Yeah. Um, a couple of those sacks were on Tannehill, not on the offensive line, where the ball, he had a throw within the timing and structure of the play design. And for whatever reason, only he can answer this. I can't answer it, but he can. And he he just didn't turn it loose. Um, and then then he would get, he got sacked. Because keep this in mind, when you call quick game throws, meaning three-step drop timing, even if it's from the gun, the timing of, of the drops and routes is still three-step, five-step, five-step, seven-step. It just maps out a little differently because the quarterback's in the gun, but the timing is still the same. So if you have a three-step timing throw, that's not a, a full field read. That's right. not, hey, let's look here, then come back here. No, that's not the, the design of that kind of play. So the ball has to come out. Yeah, and yeah. I think there were two of them in which the ball should have come out. And if the ball doesn't come out because it's not a read per se, the quarterback gets stuck. And he got stuck twice, if I'm not mistaken. So that's Cosell and myself breaking down the situation with Ryan Tannehill on Sunday. Um, the latest episode of the install with Greg Cosell and myself is available to you now, wherever you get your podcast. So follow, leave us a nice rating and review. We would be very grateful for that, Greg and myself. So it's threefold, right? It's the offensive line struggles and pass protection. It's the receivers on Sunday in particular weren't getting separation. And so the explosive plays don't exist. And also Tannehill doing a little bit of holding the ball when he may otherwise not need to. Now, listen. You can't expect him to be perfect when everything else around him is far from perfect. I'm, again, I'm saying that to you, but it can be all three things combining to kind of snowball and cause you these issues in the passing game. Two out of seven is not, listen, it's not the end of the world, but it is enough when your margin of error is that thin, when your margin of error is that thin as it was on Sunday against the Jets, right? You need Tannehill to be able to not miss those opportunities. So he needs uh, he needs help across the board. He really does because he can't do it on his own. And when he's asked to do it on his own, then you have to ask him to be perfect. And that's just it's simply not fair to Ryan Tannehill at this point. Um, that sounds like Ryan doesn't have faith in his receivers, says Donald Red. I mean, listen, I, I I don't I don't know that. I know he would have a lot more faith in. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, if they were healthy and right, but they're not. They're not available to him at this point. Uh, DeMario says, don't believe in all the injuries on the report. Some are listed with injury to get rest. I have a friend that has 11 years in NFL and told me how it works. Maintenance days. Well, yeah, DeMario, we, nobody, nobody is denying that. But also, like a lot of those, okay, so, so say it's not all of the 34 players, 21 on the injury report today, and... 13 on IR or not yet activated from IR. Does that make you feel any better that, that we go from, eh, maybe it's not all of the 34 players that are unavailable to the Titans right now, or we're not available to the Titans today, or we're limited in some capacity with the Titans today. I don't, I don't know why that would make you feel much better. I mean, perhaps that's comforting to you to some degree, but the, the, the team that you watched on Sunday make you feel any better about the amount of the injuries that the Titans are dealing with, and then plus some? Well, of course not. It would be a ridiculous thing to say. Uh, DeMario, you don't have to play in the NFL 11 years to know what maintenance days are. 
I've covered Mike Vrabel's Titans and Mike Malarkey's Titans before that for going into my fifth season now. I'm well aware of what maintenance days are. I'm well aware how teams use them. I'm also well aware that they don't have 21 damn names on the injury report, regardless of there's some of them getting a little bit of rest, and some of them are legitimately hurt and need the rest because they are hurt. So let's not make it all seem like it's as elementary as if you've just laid it out there. No, they're in bad shape right now, and they <laughs> they could use some help across the board. Um, why run a deep post or slant to a possession receiver? It's just the skill set that Downing is ignoring sometimes. Play to your strengths. And maybe, listen, maybe this is a learning curve. Arthur Smith had a learning curve to start his first half of his first season as the play caller before he kind of got it figured out on that 2019 run. So, you know, I understand why you're angsty. I understand why you're anxious. I understand why you are ready at a moment's notice. And I'm not saying that you're wrong in a lot of situations, but you also need to understand that you went through a little bit of this with Arthur too. The difference the biggest difference with Arthur Smith's Titans and Todd Downing's Titans is that Arthur Smith started about six games of that first season with uh, with Marcus Mariota. And the biggest change for the Titans that caused them to have that turnaround was Ryan Tannehill coming in. Ryan Tannehill has been here. Now you need help around Ryan Tannehill that he's simply not getting. Um, let's see. MB says, chill, Buck. I think DeMario's just trying to share his knowledge. It's okay. Well, and you know, maybe maybe I'm assuming that I that I everybody else knows as much as as me and Demario do about maintenance days. So let me let me not you know I don't want to dismiss that because you're right, MB. Maybe not everybody understands the significance of maintenance days, and maybe that was something that we should have talked about. But I do think that it's not you know you can't downplay literally 34 players working through injury or unavailable to you in some form or fashion. I think that 34 players is enough, uh, enough, enough players who aren't available in some way, shape or form to not necessarily be chill about. So I don't think that dismissing it as I feel like DeMario did a little bit is the right approach. I think that people need to be under, you know, understand what exactly this football team's going through right now. Um, but Ryan Tannehill, uh, not, not being perfect is when everything else around him is faulty, you can hardly blame the guy. But let's not, let's call it what it is to a degree and say that Ryan Tannehill isn't excluded from some of the issues that they're having. Just to kind of, uh, just to kind of let you, let you, let you process a little bit what Greg Cosell's saying there, you can go rate or subscribe, rate and review to the install, wherever it is you get your podcast where we talk about a great many more things. We talked about the defense and the explosive plays. We talked about their three red zone drives that should have ended in 21 points, but ended in nine points to start that game. We talked about all of the biggest games in the NFL this week, including uh, Brady versus Belichick. We talked about the rookie quarterbacks and Trevor Lawrence and what kind of strides they made in Thursday night football to make him, to help him play a cleaner football game. The first game of his career that he did not have any turnovers on Thursday night football. So Trevor Lawrence finding his footing a little bit just at the wrong time for the Tennessee Titans who like to give up explosive plays right now on defense. Not ideal. Um, this has been a fun show though. All any time that we get to spend together is ideal. And I appreciate all of your guys's participation over the course of the evening. Go check out the install. Make sure you're listening to the radio show tomorrow. 
We will have uh we will have Jalen. Uh oh, I gotta I gotta forgive me. I don't want to forget my guy's name. Um Jalen uh Jalen Fly Sadler, who's the offensive lineman who has been uh holding up the sign outside the Titans practice facility trying to get a job interview, just trying to get a tryout. He's gonna join the show. We're gonna have Jeremy McNichols on the show, and we'll talk to him about why they're having more success in the screen game and also playing youth football for Snoop Dogg, which I thought was pretty cool. And I'll bring that up in the interview tomorrow. Uh, we also have former Tennessee offensive lineman, uh, former Tennessee offensive lineman, Zach, Ed, or excuse me, uh, Thomas Edwards, who will join us tomorrow on the radio show. And we'll talk about the balls and some college football as well, because the balls kind of, kind of make you feel pretty good right now. 62 points on Saturday, even if Missouri stinks, that's, uh, that's a good sign. You're further ahead than Missouri is. That is uh that is something that you should take away. All right. Have a great rest of your night. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Uh, same time, same channel, last primetime show of the week. And we will do it with great effort and we will do it with great energy. And I wish that I could have the Mississippi Mass Choir tell you that I'm not tired.